You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Ty Butler going with you on ESPN New York 98.7 FM. Hit me up on Twitter at Ty D Butler and Instagram as well. What a time to be alive. That, of course, if you're not a Met fan facing elimination tonight. We'll talk about that. Also on the table, uh, Jets and Giants playing pretty meaningful games tomorrow. One at 930 in London where the Giants take on the Packers and the Jets back at MetLife Stadium at 1 p.m. to take on the Dolphins. So it's a, it's a big game for both of our local football teams, and it's all we hoped for previewing the season. Can we get some big games this year? And so far, uh, they've given us that with the early season success. So we'll talk some football as well, maybe get into a little basketball. The Draymond Green situation, I mean, what a mess that is. Uh, him just straight dacking Jordan Poole. So some thoughts on that as well. But we start, of course, with postseason baseball. And no, it's not Rays, Indians, or Guardians, I should say, who are tied uh, 0-0 in the top of the 10th inning. No, it's not that game. We're not going to start there. We're not going to start with, you know, Mariners, Blue Jays. That's a game about an hour away from first pitch. But we, of course, have to start with what transpired last night at City Field over in Flushing, Queens, because what you saw was... Not just the worst performance of the season for Scherzer, but his worst postseason start ever. Seven earned runs. That's a new career high in the postseason. It's the fourth time he's allowed four home runs in his career. You saw that, and then you heard the boos raining from the Met fans because they were disgusted with what they had watched. Now, raise your hand if you had Juan Soto going 0 for 4 and the Padres still putting up seven runs to beat Mad Max at City Field last night. No one has their hand raised because like, even if you were a Met fan who, because of what happened blowing the division lead and there was some pessimism and the ghost of, of, of postseason and, and regular season pass came to haunt you, you didn't anticipate what, that, what, what went down last night. You didn't see 7-1 this team getting embarrassed on its home field last night against the Padres. That's not what you saw coming. But now we're faced with reality, and that is your boy Ty Butler can be 27 outs away from vindication. Vindication in the form of just a few days ago, I came on here and said, yes, what we watched from the Mets was a collapse. You blow a 10-and-a-half game lead, Yes, part of it is because the Braves are so, are so darn good, but you needed to help them get there. And how did you help them? When the last six times you played them, you went one and five, including being swept in that final series against them in Atlanta with your three best pitchers on the mound. So, yes, that's a collapse. And now, because of your misfortunes, you're staring at a must-win game two at home tonight with Jacob deGrom on the mound. And in the past, we could lock that in as a victory. But the Jacob DeGrom we've seen in recent memory, a lot of question marks. So your season could end tonight. And if it does, I'm very curious to see what the copy of the obituary sounds like and reads like. Like, how are we characterizing this Mets season if they either lose 
tonight or tomorrow because you get swept. To me, that is an utter disgrace. You you lose the series, like you win tonight and still lose the series. I think that's a catastrophic failure. But I want to hear from the Met fans, 800-919-3776. Just thoughts on where you are now that we've seen the last that last week unfold because just just go back 8 days ago last friday morning and you're waking up previewing a a a critical series against the Braves you got a one game division lead in the NL East all you got to do is win one game and that would pretty much assure you take home the division title because you own the tiebreaker. You're about to play the lowly Nats you just who you went on to sweep who went on to sweep anyway. All you needed was one win. So you're feeling really good about things on top of the world. And now eight days later your season could be coming to an end. Like that just has to be heartbreaking. It, it's devastating considering like where we got to at the at the point of the season when the Mets were at their apex we're thinking this team could legitimately win a championship. And this was before Jacob deGrom had rejoined the rotation. Imagine how good you can be when he comes back with how good Scherzer and Carrasco and Taiwan Walker was. And the offense, though it had flaws and there was there was some inconsistencies there as far as offensive production, you felt good about, in a big spot, Lindor, Alonzo, Starling Marte, those guys being able to carry you. Jeff McNeil goes on to win the batting title. You felt like you had enough firepower there to assist what was a dominant rotation and then Edwin Diaz, who was probably the best closer in all of baseball this year. So you go from being at that high water mark, that high point emotionally to... Man, it's day two of the playoffs, and we could be done. Our season could be over. So I just want to hear from the Mets fans. How are you feeling going into this game tonight? 800-919-3776. By the way, again, you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. I will march you right up until the pregame show at 7 o'clock. Uh, so just make sure you stay locked in here. I want to hear from those headed to City Field. I mean, you got to feel anxious because it's a do-or-die game. It it adds intrigue to the postseason when Major League Baseball gives you this wild card round and it and it's you know three straight days of uh, of games and and you get a best two of three and immediately you know on day two four teams are going to be facing elimination. Unfortunately, if you're a Met fan, you're one of those teams. So I just want to get the pulse on how you're feeling about this game. And look, I sound giddy, right? And, and you're going to say, well, you're a Yankee fan and you're enjoying this. So part of it is that. But I also took exception to how I just got obliterated on Twitter for simply saying, listen, this was a collapse by the Mets. It may not have been 07. It may not have been 08. But this was a collapse. You had the division in hand and you just blew it. And Mets fans got all mad at me. And now look where we are today. Are you ready to call it a collapse if they lose this game tonight? If you go from 101 wins, one of the favorites to win the title, to two days into the postseason, you're done without winning a single playoff game, you're going to tell me that's not a collapse? Make the argument that it isn't. But the season's not over. Not yet. 
you get a guy who coming into the season was supposed to be your ace, and we saw what happened with him with the injuries, and he joined them late and comes back and he was dominant, but in his last four starts hasn't been that good, but he's still Jacob DeGrom, so you, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Every time he goes out there, I don't care how many games in a row he struggled, you, you still are going to feel like he gives you a legitimate chance to win. It's just now about your offense being able to put some hits together, which they weren't able to do last night. Multiple times leaving runners in scoring position. Blown opportunities. Even when the Padres went up 2-0 in that first inning, and in the top half of the first inning, the Mets were threatening in the bottom of the first. And you felt like, okay, this could be one of those games where seesaw battle. Or it could be one of those games where Max Scherzer struggles early, the Met offense immediately gets it back, and then he shuts down that Padres offense the rest of the way. And now we're breaking down a game two for the Mets with a chance to win to, to move on and face the Dodgers. It's just <laughs> it's a dicey situation. I, I I envy or I should say I don't envy Met fans right now it, it, because that quickly it can be over. So hit me up, Matt fans, at, T- at Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram, 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls. We will also hear from Scherzer and a couple of Met players from last night, Buck Showalter as well. Ty Butler going until 7 o'clock tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We could also be watching the final time Jacob DeGrom pitches in a Met uniform tonight at City Field, and that's also the other layer to this, the immediacy of losing in the playoffs after 101 wins and losing to what many would deem the inferior team. And then you got to wonder about what happens with Jake, Jacob DeGrom this, this offseason. You know, everyone was so focused on, uh, you know, Mets go out there and make a play for Aaron Judge. Well, if you lose DeGrom, that is, that's that's obviously going to devastate you. And, you know, for him to have been as good as he has been throughout his tenure, multiple Cy Youngs, and not win a championship, that that just stinks. But he's got a chance tonight to keep it going. He's got a chance tonight to pass the joystick over to Chris Bassett and play a game three tomorrow within all the pressure. Not all the pressure, pressure, but I would I would say most of the pressure shifts back to San Diego because the Mets still at home, the better team. You, you would pick them to win that game if they can get it to game three. If they can get it to a game three tomorrow night, you'd feel good about the Mets, but... Again, it all goes back to, to Jacob DeGrom. But if I, I told you at the start of the season that your playoff campaign is going to come down to Jacob DeGrom on the mound, you'd sign up for it. So I guess there's a couple of different ways to look at this. We go to the phones, 800-919-3776. Batting leadoff for us this afternoon, Malik in Brooklyn. What's up, Malik? Yo, what's going on, Ty? How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm chilling, man. What's up? It's really good. I'm doing good, man. I'm lit right now. Can't wait for the Mets season. Lit meaning, way, like, Julian, lit, lit meaning like you've actually consumed alcohol or just like energy-wise? No, lit? no, no, man. I'm Gucci, man. Oh, okay. Julian, all right. Julian is a real good guy, too, by the way, man. <laughs> uh, your, 
yeah, real good dude. Listen, uh, Ty, with all due respect, man, I'm going to channel my little inner Stephen A., who is one of my mentors. Let's do it. You're right about the Mets in general, right, in terms of it's a fact what their season was and how they blew it, but it's an irrelevant fact as it pertains to the mindset of the players and the business at hand right now. Their mindset is simply this, Ty, 27 outs, Right, starting at 7.08 p.m. Eastern time when DeGrom lets go from his right hand the first pitch. That's it. They're not thinking about anything else. So I'm not disputing, Ty, what you're saying in terms of your rightness. I'm disputing the accuracy of your rightness. Well, but here's the thing. Regardless (laughs) of, I mean, how you want to put it semantics-wise, DeGrom understands he has to perform well tonight. All of these players, when they take the field – feel that pressure of can't make any mistakes because we've seen over the last eight days you've gone up against some of the best teams in your league with the Braves and the Padres and you've fallen short. So uh, they all understand the magnitude of this and this and and this possibly possibly being the final game of the season. No, no, we understand that as fans, Ty, but where we and you differ is that the Buck Showalter's job, literally, is to have this. These players have to have what we call selective amnesia. It's like a closer. Close the game, the last game, comes back the next day. You can't even, he doesn't even think about it. It's not, it's emotional or mental bandwidth. Lastly, like Laurie, what's her name? Said Anita. She said, Ty, your host before, she said, pressure is a privilege. Well, if you're the best, you're the, you're the most iconic, you're the best pitcher that the game has seen in the last half of decade, then you go out and you prove it. Because yep. we still live in a city where Jacob DeGrom pitches. Get at me, Todd. <laughs> I feel you. And I look, I appreciate that. And the call, it sounds good in theory. We can we can throw around the cliches about, you know, having selective amnesia. I get it. It sounds good in theory. But what we all know is that when these guys take the field tonight, they're going to be feeling the pressure. And if DeGrom pulls a Scherzer and gives up two runs immediately you start to feel it a, a little bit and you start to cramp up you start to feel that uneasiness and it, it, you're human like these guys aren't robotic um before we get back to the phone calls uh, just came across the met lineup for tonight so brandon Nimmo is going to lead off and play center starting Marte, who went two for four last night in his return bat second in right field frankie lindor is the shortstop bats third cleaning up is peter alonzo uh, left a couple of runners on base in, in big spots yesterday. Uh, he's going to clean up and bat, uh, play first base. Mark Canna's in left. Uh, Jeff McNeil is playing second, batting sixth. Batting seventh is Escobar at third base. Ruff, the DH, and Nito is going to catch for the New York Mets tonight. Jacob DeGrom on the mound. Emmanuel and Flushing as we return back to the phone calls. What's up, Emmanuel? What's up, bro? How you doing? What up? I'm good. I'm good, man. Um... Listen, I didn't watch the game. I was watching the Knicks, but man, I mean, I can't. Um, I remember my my dad told me that man, the the Mets are down like six six six. So I was like, what? And wow, <laughs> it I was shocking. Was, it was shocking to 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 have yeah, that. Yeah, it was shocking because like you know, there's moments ago I was watching Opie Toppin did his like East Bay Funk, <laughs> and all of a sudden my dad called my dad my pops called me and said, oh, the Mets are down oh six. I'm not a Mets fan per se. I'm a Yankee fan, but you know it's funny. 
you know, remember when back in July to August, the Yankees had a, had a, uh, were as a slump. Mm. You had Mets fans like poking fun of us, poking fun of us Yankee fans, saying, "Man, Yankees can't get it done." I said, "I, I will not be surprised if the Mets will self-destruct." And now look at them; they're self-destruct. In the last week, they lost the title of being the um, NL East, and they probably will end up losing the series because they're, they they act like they're so they know know everything, and then all of a sudden they're they're gonna end they in this week they'll end up season over by the weekend. Yeah, listen, Emmanuel, I appreciate the call. I, I hate to be that guy. I mean, you're pulling me in the direction, so I guess I have to lean into it a little bit. But same thing I said. Right, we were so focused on the Yankees struggling and panic button this and panic button that, that once we saw some of the flaws start to present themselves for the Mets, <laughs> kind of ignored it, right? Like July, August was all about oh, could the Yankees become the first team in Major League Baseball history to blow a fifteen and a half game division lead? What an embarrassment that would be for the most storied franchise, not just in baseball, but in all of sports. And here we have the Mets, 101 wins, blown 10.5 game lead, staring at a first-round exit via a sweep to a San Diego Padres team that didn't even get to 90 wins this year. So I, don't, I really don't want to do the whole Mets versus Yankees thing, but like, it, it does sound silly a little bit because you hear some Mets fans that are like, well, if Starling Marte didn't get hurt, you know, the Mets win this division. Folks weren't making those excuses about the Yankees when they when they were struggling despite not having Rizzo and Stanton in the lineup and Carpenter and LeMahieu. Yankees weren't getting excuses. But for the Mets, I get it. Starting Marte, big piece in that lineup. And we saw last night. He comes back, he goes two for four, and they absolutely could have used him. But when you still have the likes of Lindor and Alonzo and McNeil. We don't want your excuses. And Stalin Marte wasn't going to help DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett pitch better last weekend against the Braves. So we don't want the excuses. We just want the facts. And the fact is, if you don't win this game tonight, it'll be an utter disgrace. Sal in Brooklyn wants to chop it up. What's up, Sal? Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, man. What's up? You know, real quick, what happens is people try to get too cute. They think they're too smart. They're worried about game two and game three without worrying about what's under their oh, nose. I'm game glad one. you brought this up. And, and, I'm glad you brought this up. They do it in football. You know, they do it in everything. Who's your best pitcher? Who's your best pitcher? Jacob DeGrom. Oh, he had a bad day, a bad two days. He's your best pitcher for the last five years. You lost because you deserved to lose. You didn't pitch him. Yankees are coming up on their first game Tuesday. I love Nesta. Who's your best pitcher? Oh, you're going to give them the ball. Win, lose, or draw. That's what you go with. Don't worry about game two, game three, game four. Worry about that after you win game one. You got to win one before you move forward, man. And they blew it yesterday because now Scherzer shot. DeGrom will pitch good. And then Bassett that everybody's jumping on. They think he's so great he's going to get rocked. So you know what, my friends? Good for you. You're cursing your best pitcher and telling him he's no good. See you later. That's all I can say, my brother. Well, Have I a great day. I love the fire from Sal. You brought up two things that I want. I wanted to hit on today. Number one, I, I I do wonder if there was a little bit of bulletin board material for the Padres when they heard that the Mets are possibly dangling the Grom in hopes that they could 
save him in preparation for the Dodgers in round two in the division series. Because if if the Mets win that game last night, they're starting Bassett today with the hopes of just sweeping San Diego, and then you can have DeGrom start game one of the division series against the Dodgers. And I'm thinking, wait, you're preparing for the next series already? Like, I get it. I understand the act of doing it. But for this to have been made public, just, I don't know, man. It it, it just, you just give extra, not extra motivation because it's the postseason. You don't need extra motivation. But just fodder. The Padres had to have felt disrespected. and Now, regardless of whether or not that had happened, 7-1 could have still been the result last night. They were just a better team all around for nine innings. But it was it just felt weird to me that we were sitting here talking about, well, maybe the Mets can just stash DeGrom and save him for the next series. Crazy things happen when you when you start messing around like that. And it, it, it's a good strategy, but just uh, my, my point is to do it publicly and to have it leak have it happen publicly and unfold publicly, I'm pretty sure that the Padres felt a way about it. And just about, you know, not just being a big game tonight for the Mets and DeGrom after what happened last night, but it's a big game for Buck Showalter. I I do believe that if the Yankees had retained him, he wins in 96. But Showalter has always been known as, you know, the, the, a really good manager who just couldn't win the big game. And I'm not blaming him for this because the Mets, look, 101 wins. It's the most they've had since 86. So we're going back 36 years since the Mets had a better regular season just from a, a, a record standpoint. And Buck Showalter had a lot to do with that. And... You know, him dealing with all the injuries and, and losing DeGrom and what have you. And the, the the bullpen outside of Diaz just being something that you really had to manage throughout the year. To have that, to, to, to put yourself in position to win those games, I give him a lot of credit. But it just would be a bad look for Buck Showalter to have the Mets bow out this way. Just a terrible look. So it's, I mean, it's it's on the table for you tonight. It, we we understand the stakes. I would love to be at City Field just to feel the the electricity because I I would I would venture to say like we're hearing from a, a lot of negativity right now, but I'm sure there's still a lot of Met fans out there who are optimistic, who are thinking, look, all we need is one game. Last night, as bad as it felt, we're just one win away from evening this series, and then we get to tomorrow night where both teams have their seasons on the line. And we're still the better team. Jacob deGrom, I mentioned his last four starts, hasn't been that good. He's got a 6 ERA. And this could be his last start in a a Met uniform. So it's a ton of pressure. But if you get this game tonight, you go into tomorrow, and it's essentially game seven. And the Padres also on the ropes. So your backs are against the wall. How are you going to respond to this? How are you going to respond to this? You have to. You have to go down with a fight. We're still waiting for the Mets to win their first playoff game in seven years. Their first playoff win in seven years. Because the 2016 got bounced in a wild card game against the Giants. 
2015, we know what happened in the World Series. It's been seven long years since the Mets last won a playoff game. So we don't want to hear excuses. We don't want to hear shoulda, coulda, woulda. This is on you if you lose this series. You had a chance to secure the division so you could have had a first-round bye and not be plagued by this. But now you're in a situation where you're 27 outs away from a failed season where the 101 wins doesn't matter. Don't want to hear about Jeff McNeil's batting title. 101 wins down the drain. 27 outs away from it. What you got to say about that? 800-919-3776. More of your phone calls coming up. Mention we're going to hear from Scherzer and Showalter. We'll do that next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Draymond Green says that when he first watched the leaked video, this is from Kendra Andrews. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. He said the way that the video was cut with no lead up and no audio was to make the altercation look awful. But he then added, what I did was wrong regardless of the video leaking. So Draymond Green's out here blaming camera angles for <laughs> what what transpired in the Warriors practice. We'll talk about that a little later on. But what we are talking about right now, the Mets' big game tonight, biggest game of the season, possibly the final game of the season, and it takes place at City Field. Fun fact, so Jacob deGrom, it's his first playoff start since 2015 and his first ever playoff start at City Field. So hopefully he's not going to leave to booze the way that Scherzer did last night. And I actually thought that it was, I can't say fans are wrong for booing, but I guess I can say that I didn't agree with it. I, like Scherzer's been a workhorse, workhorse all year long. He held it down. And he had a couple of stints on the IL, but he had a tremendous season. And, you know, Never the right time to save your worst start ever in a playoff game for the biggest game of the season, you know, against an inferior team in game one against the Padres in the best two of three. But I just, I mean, I didn't love him being booed yesterday. I just felt like, I get it, the expectations are high. This team is 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 looking at how much money you're being paid, and it's four games like this, and, and you wet the bed the way that you did last night. It's just, I don't know, rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, let's hear from Scherzer. He said he was disappointed with the start. Yeah, of course I'm disappointed, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the baseball can take you to the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and this is one of the lowest of lows. It's a low because uh, you can't lose this game tonight. And Scherzer's got advice for playing in an, an elimination game. Just win. Come to the park. Um, you know, they've done it the whole year. Turn the page. Move on. Compete the next time. I wonder if, if, if we can look at this game as the biggest for DeGrom. Like, has he ever pitched in a bigger game than he will tonight? And immediately you go to, he's pitching the World Series. So, obviously, that's bigger. I'm just analyzing the context of it's day two of the season. Uh, your your team could be done after tonight, and the Mets got have a guy who entering the year was supposed to be their ace. He he faced some injuries, but tonight's now the last time you might see him in a Met uniform, and it's the last time you might see the Mets till next next spring. And Degrom. We're hearing he could net a contract of 
fifty million a year. And coming off his last four starts, you feel good about giving this guy fifty million a year on top of the injury history. And it's not like guys get older and healthier. And by no stretch am I saying he's washed. I, I he think he is a fantastic pitcher. But I'm just looking at what recent history is telling you with the injuries and the performances as as of late. This is as big as it gets for DeGrom. As big as it gets. And he talked last night about how excited he is to pitch. said it before, I love pitching here. Um, you know, this is a great atmosphere to play in. Um, fans have been great to me. Um, so I'm excited to go out there and, and see what I can do. I'm excited to watch him because I think he's actually going to come out and, and pitch well tonight. Now, uh, the question is, can the Mets, who have been plagued by offensive issues, can they right those wrongs? Because yesterday we saw them have multiple opportunities to get back into this game, and they just failed to do so. I thought the two key moments were that first and second innings when the Mets were threatening, they came up empty. They had you know a man on third and one out and failed to score. Then they go eight at-bats with runners in scoring position, hitless the rest of the way. And, of course, Escobar hits the solo shot to give them their lone run of the game. But that offense is a big issue. you got to come out strong. The Mets on the year came across this stat. What is it, 86, uh, 81 and 16 in, in games that they score first. It's the best record in baseball. When they score first, they have the single best record in baseball. You need the Mets to put up numbers early in this game. Give DeGrom some breathing room. Now, he's shown that he can, get, he can give it back, but you got to get some runs early. You can't have what happened last night unfold again tonight. Anthony in the mail truck wants to talk. What's up, Anthony? Hi, what's going on, brother? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. What's up? Long time no talk. Um, I just wanted to uh, piggyback off your sentiment uh, about, you know, Boo and Max Scherzer off the mound. I mean, if – this was the Yankees and roles were reversed and Garrett Cole had a clunker like that. That's all I'd be hearing on the radio today. You know, like everyone would be talking about Garrett Cole can't pitch in big spots, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Max does it and it's like, you know, no one's really, you know, giving him realistically, quote unquote, what he deserves. You know, he's getting paid $43 million a year. You can't go out there when you're getting paid $43 million a year and have a start like that. So, so you know, I'm kind of contradicting my point. But, you know, my, my big point is it's a disgrace, and I just can't believe that Mets fans would, would actually boo Scherzer, especially because we don't even think he's healthy. You know, he his oblique. Not, yeah, he might not be. He had the oblique injury twice this year. He might not be healthy. But, man, fans don't want to hear that. They're not here for the excuses. You're being paid $43 million. And they, they – look, I, I'm with you. I, I, something just feels wrong about a guy being this good all season having – look, it, it was a terrible start. It was his worst start, and it came at the worst moment. Something just feels wrong about a guy being that great this year and, and him leaving to, to – thunderous booze. That, that's the point I was making. But look, to, that's exactly I agree with you 1 million percent. And, and uh, so here's how like we know the Yankees and the Mets don't occupy this. They occupy the same real estate, but there are different levels to this. If like I, I'm, we're starting to have the conversation shift to well, coming into the season, you know, the, the expectations weren't that high for the Mets. 
You know, like you know, the, the season can right. still be deemed a success. They made the playoffs, 101 wins. Not here for it, because you recalibrate as you progress and as new information is presented to you. And the new information was this might be one of, if not the best team in baseball. Once we got to the halfway mark, and now the information today is you also might be 27 outs from being swept. I, 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 I could not agree more. And you know what? Also, um, you know, and and I know I'm preaching to the choir because you know, and, and all the Mets fans know, the deadline was it. You know, they did nothing at the deadline. They got three bats. One bat's not even on their playoff roster. Yeah, Naquin's not even on and, their roster. Right, and you know, you 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 could have you could have done so much more. And and this is the season. You got Degrom. You know you have him for the rest of the year. You have Max Scherzer for the next two years. Well, realistically, the next year. And you know you got to go. You know you're you're only young. You're only young once. You know, and, and, and they're not all that I, young. I, I, this is this is an older like this. This isn't just a, a young baseball team. Like the, their window is now, and I'm not saying it's closed. But when you consider like what what lies ahead in the off season with the you know impending free agency of Degrom. And you still can, you still can make some noise even if he leaves because we saw how good they were without him. But obviously, that's a devastating blow if they lose him. Right, and and I'll I'll leave you with this tie, and and it's a pretty hot take, and I said it to Anita before. I don't know if you were listening, um, but to me, Pete Alonso is just overrated, and he's not built for this big city, and and that's just my two cents. Thanks for taking the call, Ty. You have a great weekend, brother. You too, man. Appreciate you making the call. I can't go that far on Pete Alonso. Now, he was awful last night, and he didn't show up in that series against the Braves, but the guy was tied for first in RBIs this season. He, for, I would say, the first third of the year was in the conversation for National League MVP. It's his first playoff game. I can't say he's not built for the moment. I can't do that. He can go out there tonight and hit three home runs, and then we'd be having a different conversation. It's his first playoff game. Did he play well? No, but I'm not going that far to say he's just not built built for the big city. Can't go there. August in Smithtown wants to chime in. What's up, August? Hey, how's it going? Uh, were you saying something about uh, Scherzer? Like he shouldn't be booed? Yeah, I I didn't say he shouldn't. Listen, I, it, not that he shouldn't be booed. You got a right to do what you want. You're a fan. You paid money for those seats. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. I just I just felt like we, we something know, felt wrong about, about it. That. Here's the, yeah, here's the problem, though, I have. What, you know, if he's injured, why is he going out there? Why isn't he telling his manager, listen, I'm not 100%. I don't understand why DeGrom was the start in that game anyway. But, uh, you know, I just that's, that was my thing. Let me ask now, you, August. The how, turn the around, I don't know. How's Go that going to sit, though? It, here is one of the best pitchers of this generation. He's a, a surefire Hall of Famer. He's being paid $43 yeah. million. He's won a World Series. If if in the game one of the playoffs, he's going to the manager and, and saying, look, I don't feel 100%. Like, how's that going to play? To the fan base. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. That's, that that makes sense. But I'm also wondering the coaching. Don't they see something? I mean, doesn't the um, what's, what's the pitching coach's name again? Um, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I can't think of the pitching coach's name. I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, the Mets pitching coach. Uh, who is it? Is it uh, what's his name? Jeremy Hefner, right? Hefner. Hefner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Hefner. No, I mean like. 
aren't they? Can't they tell? I mean, you're supposed to really watch the guy. You know, when he's when he's warming up, when he's pitching and stuff like that. Yeah, you I know, mean, maybe you just go to your manager and go. You know what? He doesn't. Uh, I don't think he's right. You know, why don't we? Uh, well, I, well, do you know why they didn't go with Degrom? It was his turn, wasn't it? No, I I think that they just felt you know Scherzer earned earned that spot, and they wanted to save Degrom for the division series had they swept the Padres. And I appreciate the call, August. It's just. I, I, there's the issue isn't going to Scherzer. Scherzer's he's been your your number one guy all year. He he's been the best pitcher for you all season long. You're riding with him in game one. Maybe the issue was that you you let him stay in there too long. But for a guy of of that caliber, that Hall of Fame talent, Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers of this generation, you you kind of got to let him figure it out. And unfortunately, four home runs later, uh, you you were in a pretty deep hole. And that figuring out process vanished pretty quickly. So no problem with him starting, but it's it's on him to get it done. It's on him to get it done. More on the Mets. We'll get to football in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Connor Rogers is going to join us at 5.30, break down the Jets and the Dolphins, plus the Giants and the Packers, and we'll go around the NFL for week five. Should be a fun one. Talk some more about the Draymond Green situation. Still got to weigh in on that because I mean that that is bizarre. Nick fans excited about Obi Toppin last night. What he gave you twenty four points, hit a couple threes, some highlights. Going into the season feeling good about Obi Toppin. So we'll do it all going until seven o'clock right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's Harvey, so you are a Yankees fan. Yes, sir. Do you have a rooting interest in this current wild card game that is happening right here on ESPN two? It's the Rays and the and the Guardians. Keep wanting to say Indians, but the Guardians and Rays are scoreless. Top of the twelfth inning. The Guardians did take game one. So if they win this game, they will move on to play the Yankees in round two. Is there is there a certain team you're rooting for in this series? Yes, I want the Guardians to win. Why is that? I don't want anything to do with the Rays. I don't care if it's 2020 again, 2022, <laughs> 2027. I don't want them again. I, they just Their pitching is nasty. They have enough hitting to trouble our staff. And I don't want anything to do with division rivals in the playoffs. So here's the thing. And look, I, I think most Yankee fans would agree with you. If you're looking for the path of least resistance— you're taking the Guardians because you, you feel like the Rays are probably the better team, but I, I think undoubtedly a team that matches up better against the Yankees, and they've had the Yankees number the last couple of years, don't go back any further than 2020 when they beat them in five in that division series. A, a game five started by Garrett Cole. Who was it? Bro, Bro Dora who hit the home run? Or Brosso who hit that home run in the eighth inning off of Chapman? Um I just some some part of me just wants revenge. Some part of me just wants to see the Rays again, because gotta beat them in the playoffs. Gotta beat them. Some part of me wants to see the Astros, because of vengeance. And it's crazy because I should be rooting for inferior teams. I should be rooting for the Guardians. I should be rooting for other teams to get there. But I don't know. I just I just want the Rays. I really do want the Rays. But you, I, but you want the Guardians just because you feel like they're a weaker team. You've been on this for a while. Yeah, happened. You were you just I want, want the to, smoke. You, That's you, what it is. You just want to go like I'm like John Morant. I, mean, I want the smoke. I'm up the chimney. What was his quote? 
He said they call me. I want all the smoke. They call me the chimney. He said something like that. That's that's how I feel right now. You just want to go to like Bernard Hopkins two thousand, where you're fighting Tito Trinidad <laughs> and Joe Calzaghe and Winky Wright and all those people. You just want to go listen heavyweights all the time. LeBron says, "Earn, not given. You got to earn it, and the way you earn it is by being beating the best, by beating the best." Uh, just to to wrap up on the Mets before we transition to football. And we'll, of course, get back to the Mets. Want to catch those driving the city field tonight for the game to get their thoughts on it. Here was Pete Alonso when asked about his excitement level for game two. I mean, we've been really good, and now we get to see what we're made of. And uh, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited to uh, to get to the ballpark and, and, and play a ball game. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, this is fun. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's not great. It's not great losing. I mean, it's it's never fun losing, especially uh, first game of the playoff series like this one. But you know what? I mean, this is this is fun baseball. So I'm I'm really excited to go tomorrow. Yeah, it's not fun for Met fans who are dreading that their season could be over in about six or six or so hours. A season that even if it didn't start with endless promise, you got to a point where you really started to fantasize about the possibility of winning your first title since 86. And not that it still can't happen, but the road is a lot tougher having to come back in this series against the Padres. Then you've got a 111-win Dodger team waiting for you in round two after you have already exhausted Scherzer, who was awful in game one, and DeGrom uh, in game two. Then possibly the Braves waiting for you, and then the Yankees or Astros, presumably the favorites in the American League, waiting for you in the World Series. So it's not that it's over. But the promise doesn't feel as rich as it was a few weeks ago. Before we hit the top of the hour, let's squeeze in the call. Mitch in New Jersey wants to talk about the Mets. What's up, Mitch? Oh, uh, yeah. Like you said, I'm from I'm Mitch. I'm from Piscataway, lifelong Mets fan. What's up, man? I'm listening to, I'm listening to some of your older, other callers. They're complaining about the coaches and the this and that. This is a team that, First year of a brand-new regime, doing everything over from top to bottom. Won 101 games. Am I disappointed in the last month or so where this season done went? Of course. But that team has won 101 games this year. So you're you're cool if they lose this series? Of course I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be heartbroken. I'm a lifelong Mets fan. But it took the best team in baseball the last game of the season to run them down. Wait. The last game of the season, the best team in well, baseball. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the last week of the season, it took the Atlanta Braves no, to run that, the Mets down. No, 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 no. Come on, don't do that. Don't do the gymnastics here. Didn't take the Braves to run. You're not playing the Braves right now. You played the Braves in that series, and, and you got swept, yeah, and that's the reason why you're the wild card. But if, if, if we you, would not have to play the Padres okay. if we beat the Braves. Yes, we'd be home. Yes, and and those you, would be resting. Yes. The ground would be due resting. Yep. And if you that's had, what a season, that's why this playoff, that's why we bumped our head right there. Yes, you right did bump there. your head there, but you you have another opportunity because that didn't knock you out the playoffs. Sure. That just that knocked I'm, you out I'm, of the, the out of first yes. place in your division. Um, you still have an opportunity to right that wrong by that. simply and, by simply beating a Padres team that failed to win ninety games this year. Okay. If you look at the Mets and the Padres' record this year, the Padres have beat yeah. them four out of six games. They have. They have. So You're absolutely right. I didn't right. want the Padres. I didn't want the Padres. And I believe it's all. now 5-2. I, I think it's 5-2. I five wanted two the Dodgers. <laughs> you wanted the Dodgers over the Padres? Yeah. They, the Mets have beat the Dodgers 
of four out of seven. Yes. Yeah, but the Dodgers. I'd rather the Dodgers. You, oh, listen. Here's the thing. Here, you get your wish. You go out there, you beat the Padres, you get the Dodgers in round two. How about that? Understood. How about that? Understood. Appreciate the call, man. And I agree with that. Like I said, I'm going to be disappointed if this doesn't turn out the way I want it to. But what I, my point is, let's not beat him in the head. Let's not, like, I'm listening to some of your callers. The pitching coach don't know what he's doing. And they're letting Sears just sitting there if he hurt and, and agree. Like, but come on. No, listen, people. Let's keep are, our heads up. It's let's har- keep our heads up. Let's it's keep, hard. It's hard, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Mitch. I appreciate the call. We're at the top of the hour, so got to get a break in here. More of your phone calls coming up. We'll talk some football in hour number two. Connor Rogers at 530. We're having a blast going until 7 o'clock right here on 9870 ESPN.